Good afternoon from um, Arabian Travel Market in Dubai on the third day. I'm Dilek Lannister from Global Loyalty Organization. And this afternoon, I'm joined by Siegfried um, Nierhaus, Vice President, Middle East, Deutsche Hospitality. Hello, Siegfried. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And I'm happy that I'm here. So if I just can introduce Siegfried Nierhaus, yes. like you rightly said, in charge of the Middle East for Deutsche Hospitality, I'm the Vice President. Deutsche Hospitality is a Germanic company, 160 hotels, and we started the Middle Eastern expansion uh, in 2015. Uh, our brand, Deutsche Hospitality, is known for the Steigenberger Hotel mm -hmm. brand. But in addition to that, we have seven other brands, which are interesting in order to bring them to other parts of the world. And the Middle East is one of the destinations where we are focusing our growth. Mm -hmm. And the Middle East, as we speak, we have nine open properties. We are present in the UAE, we are present in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. we are present in Oman, and we are present in Qatar, with different brands. Mm -hmm. And before we go into the um, HB Wars program, since we started with the Middle East and your presence there, can you give us um, a little bit of your strategy? Where do you want to be in the next three to five years? How do you see Middle East growing? Because um, as we see here also at the ATM Dubai, it's buzzing, it's booming. So what, where do you see Deutsche Hospitality? I think this puzzling booming, I think it's the right word because we, the, the, the attendance is exceeding expectations. Already last year it was big, this year is even bigger. So you see the shift of the tourism, you see the shift of the movement. So as I mentioned before, Middle East is a focus. How do I see the next three to five years? Uh, look at the number of new hotel rooms and Saudi Arabia is the biggest. Uh, market where we will see the most expansion happen. We speak about over 80,000 new rooms coming to the market, followed by the UAE, another 25,000 uh, rooms. And you know the UAE, which is already one of the tourism driver uh, globally. Dubai has shown a tremendous success and is like every year exceeding any expectations. Mm -hmm. So I. We feel privileged to be here, we feel privileged to be in the region, but in the next three to five years we believe that we will have an additional 10 to 15 hotels in the region. Mm -hmm. By 228 we should be 50 hotels in that region present with our brands. Uh, I'm really looking forward for the development, but it will be very exciting and mm -hmm. we are very proud to be here. Yeah. So that's an immense growth. Um Progress, right? It will be a nice yeah. story. It is yes. a nice story. It will be a nice story mm -hmm. if you see the, the if you talk to people, if you yeah. talk to the different uh, partners. Is it airline? Is it government? Mm -hmm. Is it hospitality, tourism, tour operators? Everyone is very confident about the next years to come. Mm -hmm. okay. Thank you. Um, now let's look at the H Rewards program. Yes. And, um, when I was researching your program, I saw that it was actually launched right in the middle of lockdown or at the beginning, in Correct. July 2020, so just over um, two, two years ago. Correct. Um, can you give us a little bit of background? Was this planned or, was, or is it something which was in the making and you just decided to go ahead with it? Uh, the story behind that is that uh, we, Deutsche Hospitality, changed the ownership uh, by the beginning of 2020. So, um, our only company is a company called H World, which is based out of China, mm -hmm. and which is one of the biggest hospitality companies. This company has over 7,000 plus hotels, 
and they uh, we started to bound each other. We started to uh, integrate the best of the two worlds, the Chinese and the Germanic uh, clients, and we looked into the loyalty program, and now we are integrating the two programs. So the Age World is existing since before with the company Age World, but the Age uh, Reward started with Deutsche Hospitality in July 2020. So we have seen a jump, tremendous jump, from a couple of hundred thousand to 200 million members, which is of course a tremendous change. It makes you one of the largest loyalty programs it, in the world. It is one of the largest yes. programs in the hospitality world. Yeah. And of course, that should see a lot of benefit mm -hmm. for the hotel brands from Deutsche Hospitality. Yeah. Should see a lot of benefit for the clients who are coming and taking benefit of the program. And we are talking as well about uh, the majority of the uh, members are based out of China. Mm -hmm. And we know that the Chinese market will open, is opening already here in the Middle East more than in Europe. But it's all in the making, mm -hmm. so we really look forward to welcome all these Chinese clients, mm -hmm. loyal members from H Rewards to mm -hmm. welcome them here. And we believe that we have a really benefit towards other uh, colleagues who are working in the same industry via the stage Rewards program. It's very interesting. So the majority of your members are Chinese. But um, if you uh, look forward, how do you want um, H Rewards to evolve? Is it going to remain Chinese-centric or um, are you planning to go it internationally because your expansion in the Middle East is also very, very impressive and I believe you're also expanding in other areas in the world. Absolutely. We, we are working as we speak on the additional uh, international expansion. We are targeting different countries which yeah. we have been doing and we are rolling them out the program. Mm -hmm. And of course this uh, Chinese-based program initially Will be is integrated. Is integrated. That means the Chinese customer can redeem in the brands of Deutsche Hospitality, and the Deutsche Hospitality can redeem the points in the Chinese hotels. So there is already an integration happened. In the months and years to come, it will all about developing in a program, a loyalty program, with additional partners, right, to make it even more attractive. Uh, in order to to to, to be in the partner with airlines. I mean, we have the traditional German Lufthansa, which is of course our partner. We have other partners from the travel industry, but we would like to expand it further. The region has seen it in the past, and we are working on developing the partners in order to give more benefits to the to the loyal members. And um, that actually uh, already uh, takes away my, my next question, which was the, the partnerships one. So, um, are you, when you talk about partnerships, this is sort of the more traditional way with airlines, etc. But um, since the pandemic, there's also a move towards retail partners or the day-to-day -day spending partners because um, as the world came to a standstill, um, the hospitality and travel sector were the ones which were suffering the most with all the, the balance sheet liability from the reward funds as well. So what is your view on um, those types of partnerships. Is this something you would consider as well? Uh, you know, I think the, the pandemic has taught us a lot of things. Not only our industry, but our industry was very much affected by that. So we started being maybe more creative 
right? When these kind of things happen, you just you, you know, get your brain working and trying to see how can you add benefits. And yes, of course, the loyalty uh, becomes even more important because you have something called the revenge tourism, which we have seen after the pandemic, where everyone was somehow restricted. So you see, you want to capture the clients. You want to capture the clients who are having in the tourism industry their partners, but beyond. And you have seen it in other industries, and we do the same. So the partners, if it's F&B, if it's retail, uh, other airlines, other transportations, we are in the making of signing strategic partnerships. Uh, and in the months to come, you will hear about new partnerships, which we're looking forward in addition to the benefit within the product. Because ultimately, a client who comes into our hotels, he will see the benefits of having, maybe go to the Diamond membership, which is the highest, and see what kind of uh, benefits he gets when staying in the hotel, when getting the additional service, the additional attention, the personalized attention. And this is what we are working very much with our partners in order to make it happen that the client feels very privileged and feel at home. And you mentioned personalized uh, attention and um, also linked to emotional loyalty that the customer right. will want to come, uh, keep coming back again and again. Um, that leads me to um, the question about technologies. How do you implement data analytics and how do you use your customer information and how do you uh, weigh um, the uh, pros and cons about sort of data privacy versus your personalized offers. It's a good question, and everyone asks the same question about data protection, and this it's a, it's a global uh, challenge or opportunity. It depends how you treat it, but we treat it, of course, at the highest priority and at the most serious issue. So yes, data protection is a must needs to be there. Uh, at the same time, we want to have the privatization or we want the individualization of our members. So yes, we have systems and the technology which we have is one of the most sophisticated ones. So yes, protection, yes, but the communication to our members, uh, is it via a normal newsletter? Is it about special promotions? Is it if we know a guest is interesting, in play golf, we know that he gets privileged information, privileged rates, privileged amenities, privileged work. If we know a client is interesting, let's say golf. If he's doing something else, we have individualized packages that we do. So this is uh, the way we try to capture the clients to us, and making sure that they stay and remain loyal. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, in terms of the innovations within your program, I mean. This year, especially, it was the rise of AI and ChatGPT, and you know, um, the, the trip planners using um, ChatGPT to plan your trip. Um, is this something, and also gamification, we have meta. Yeah. So, are these um, areas which um, you look at in virtual hospitality? You cannot look into that. Yeah. You know, the, the world is talking, the world is trying, yeah. other industries are doing. We try to, and we are implementing it. Uh, we embrace it, and like every new technology, and you know, being 30 years in the industry, 35 years working in the industry, you have seen a lot. It's a new trend who is coming. I think we still do not know the extent, how and until what level we are going to implement this. 
uh, ultimately, I want to say that we are working in an industry, working for people, with people, which hopefully will remain at the end of the time, the hospitality industry. But yes, there is some facilitation, there is some easy communication, some faster communication, uh, but we would like to remain human-focused, if I may say, this is the heart of our industry. So, yes, we implemented and we started implementing this, but uh, still we need to see until which level, and maybe next year we know much more, and maybe if we speak next year I can be more specific about what we're going to do and how we're going to implement and uh, we ask um, all our uh, reward programs we talk to about how they differentiate themselves compared to other work programs and also part of And given your uh, large Chinese member base, I think that that is one of the differentiating factors for you. Um, does that in, how does that influence your uh, approach to loyalty because of the cultural differences? Um, how, how do you differentiate those? What, what would you say are the main factors? Very good point, right? We, uh, the difference between the two continents, the two countries, if you want to, there's a difference, which has challenges, but at the same time, a lot of opportunities, right? So we would like to see the opportunities, not ignoring the challenges, but we believe there's a lot of opportunities for us as company, but as well should be for the members. Uh, the number of two million, it's of course one of the most important And if you come to potential partners and telling them that our potential base is 200 million, then it opened doors which may be more than others, let's face it. So we become a very a company that people are watching, people are looking what we do, how we do. So and this ultimately creates opportunities and we will we are exploring it and we will continue exploring them, sign them up to the benefit of the age reward market. And uh, the main topic of ATM Dubai is sustainability. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your sustainability efforts and um, how, how it has evolved um, in the uh, you know in the recent years? And where would you like to be in the next couple of years? Let me let me you know sustainability is a subject that. We're here since 15 years approximately, 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, different phases. Now I think it's really the time where people are really putting the right priority into the whole sustainability. I think because of the climate change and physical people see the change, now uh, everyone is more focusing than before. And we as hospitality and tourism industry, we have a big impact. We are building hotels, we are building destinations and from the start we need to think how can we make these properties with a little carbon footprint possible. We need to look into the, uh, the development in a different way. And what's nice, we have the new generation which is coming and which is really focusing on that. So we try to mix our teams, the new generations, the experienced generation, mix them and bring the best for the sustainability future. Of course, everyone, you hear that about plastic-free and we are all about the water usage, the energy usage. We have all the system in place. We have the technology who is helping you. It costs sometimes more money, so the hotel owners and investors need to be aware about that. So we try really to advocate this and trying to fight 
to get the latest technology or the best of the carbon footprint production that we have in hotels. We talk about the food, we talk about the wastage, we talk about the whole complex program when it comes to running a hotel. Um, so it's a, it's a hot topic and the UAE, and you know that, are hosting the COP28 by the end of November for 15 days. You have over 60 people, 60,000 people coming to the destination in order to discuss debate. The UAE is really focusing on that subject, not only in ATM, but for the months to come. And I think, again, initially we say the West has shown a lot, and the northern, northern countries, Germany, etc., has done a lot. But I think now, if you watch what happened in the next six months here, I think the West will look into the East and see what we do in order to assist and help the globe in order to have a much more sustainable uh, development in the future. And um, a lot of the um, uh, hospitality providers, hotels, they've been telling us that um, also the customer expectation has changed. They have been under pressure from the customer, their loyalty members, to um, be more sustainable, offer more sustainable choices. Have you seen a similar development at your company? Yes, very clearly, yes. You have companies who are choosing now hotels because of their sustainability program because of their uh, certifications, mm -hmm. right? And, and there is even more, uh, they call this ESG program, where people are looking, are you compliant with not only the sustainable development, but even how you are managing your business, how social are you managing the business with your clients, with your staff, with your partners, with your suppliers. So it goes much further than that. We are fully embraced, we are fully behind that, and it's a positive development. Uh, and we see that here in the Middle East, uh, some uh, differences between the Middle East and the European countries, but uh, we see there is an appetite to go the extra mile, and I can see that is really happening on the ground. And is sustainability a topic for your loyalty program as well, or not as much at the moment? Yes, we have a department within Deutsche Hospitality only focusing on sustainability activities, uh, new creation of, 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 of information flow, and of course, H Rewards newsletters has always a little bit of a sustainability information because the clients are asking, the clients, they want to know what we are doing. So yes, it becomes more and more important. Mm -hmm. uh, not only in the contracts that you sign with companies, but as well inform our clients, especially the age rewards members. Yes, it is a problem. Thank you very much, Siegfried. Um, this concludes the series um, part of our interview. And um, within the Global Loyalty Organization, yes. it has become a little bit of a tradition that we ask our interviewees some three personal questions. Go ahead. And um, so let me start with um, the one million question. If you had one million points, to do with as you wish, what would you do? Good question. A dream, one million points. I, uh, but, but let's say, I think we have some absolutely amazing properties, uh, flagship properties, which are our heritage hotels. Uh, and there's a couple of them uh, Steigberger Hotel, Dusseldorf Park Hotel, Königsallee 1A. Yeah. I'm coming from the beach, so I would stay a couple of days there, 
just spending absolutely regular time there. They have a beautiful fine dining restaurant. I would go there. Or I go to Brussels. There's a wonderful hotel, Avenue Greece. I mean, we have this couple of flagship hotels, which normally you go if you really want to have a super relaxing, outgoing treat for you and your family. Uh, so I would use that and spend this in these flagship hotels, going around, do this tour of Europe. Uh, would take maybe 10 days, I would do that. Yeah, I, I had the luck of staying in some of your hotels and they they historical buildings. Correct, um, looking like, like opera houses, looking exactly. especially if you're here in the yes. Middle East, you just know modern, everything is new, everything is amazing. What you're lacking is this historical buildings where you have a different feeling when you come in, where you have the bellboy who's there. The bellboy is not the bellboy. The gentleman is in the same position for 40 years and greeting every client. So sure. You know, this is beautiful. And this is Amazing. Um, to our next question, if you had a magic wand mm. and you could invent any loyalty or customer experience you want, what would you invent? Of course, every client is different, right? And you talk about personalization, this, but you know, I like this personalized experience. Uh, I, I like competition. Uh, I was running the marathon, I was doing many other things. I still want to have to go to the Cayman shop. And I think I would have the executive team from the age, Deutsche Hospitality, taking the best of the age rewards members and we'll ask them to come with us for an eight days trip going to the NHL. I think okay. I will do that. Okay, let me quickly enroll. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to our last question. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you've had an amazing career so far, but um, if you were able to speak to a younger son starting mm -hmm. in the hospitality sector and you would be able to give one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say uh, choose choose a job that you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. I think it's for the hospitality industry or someone else, but I really think that the youth and the young people, I think we need to tell them not to go into jobs which they are forced and pushed. I think choose a job which you're really passionate about it because any job, it's hospitality or other industries. At the end, you want to succeed somewhere, you have to work hard. You have to work hard, whatever it is. You have to have a bit of luck, you have to have the right decision, you have to be flexible. But the basis, you have to choose a job that you really love, where you're passionate about. You can transmit it to others, but at the same time, you do what you really love to do and this is I think the key point which I would say to the young people think about that really and then go do your very best work as hard as you can and this will be my advice. Great advice. Thank you very much Secret. It's been a pleasure interviewing you and um, all the best uh, for the coming years and your expansion and hope to see you again next year at the ATM Dubai. Looking forward Great. to see you next year. Thank, Thank you. you.